I'm Christiana Hilberg, ex-Mormon and mom of three. And this is I Fucking Knew, a show where we break down life's unexplainable moments. The times when you know something's off, but you can't put a finger on it. Or you're drawn to a path that feels right for you despite others' opinions. And when your gut feeling was just too loud to ignore. Each episode features a guest who shares how their intuition showed up for them. Everything from vivid dreams that a partner was cheating, to meeting someone and instantly, no, and being called to just do something else. These are the moments that change our lives forever. Ready to strengthen your intuition? Well, hello there. Hello. (laughs) I love seeing your Christmas tree in the background. It is so festive. I actually just heard the other day on the radio, who knows if this is a made up statistic, but they were saying that you are actually happier when you see Christmas lights and listen to Christmas music. And I was like, I mean, I feel happier when I do. Is this (laughs) just like a made up statistic because it's that time of year or is it really true? You know, I would say that I believe that. I mean, even if it's made up, I'm like, you know, that tracks for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I love that I get to look at your beautiful Christmas lights in the background. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. We have some really juicy information to talk about. And let's just start right from the very beginning of who you are and why you do what you do. Yes, yes. So uh, my name is Katrina Widener. I am a business coach. I'm based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. And really what I do is I use human design to help business owners stop trading their time and energy for money. So if you think of the people who are like, I've been in business for a while, but I'm a wedding photographer or a videographer, or I do social media strategy or whatever that might look like. And you're devoting all of this time and energy and essentially trading it for a paycheck. It's like my, my goal. And it's what I find fun and so powerful is to come in and help business owners really take a hard look at their own business foundation and have a proactive business instead of a reactive business where we really set it up from the get-go so that it feels really good to be in your business instead of feeling like a challenge. I love that this is your focus because after years of being in the marketing and PR industry, I I have come across so many entrepreneurs and founders who forget. They forget their why because someone told them once that they needed to be on every media platform, that they needed to be working a hundred hours, that in order to, you know, quote unquote, succeed or have a humongous company or successful company, it was defined for them. And so I Mm -hmm. love that you were able to kind of like bring them back to who they are, what they want. And it's just like, it's such an important reminder. Even I get like caught up in the, oh my oh, God, yeah. I'm not working enough. Right. Or I'm not being, um, what is the word like proactive? If I'm taking a rest, then it's, um, lazy. I'm like trying to think of the <laughs> other words that I've heard, you know, other people say like, oh, I can't take time off. That's crazy. Like I have <laughs> to be working 24 seven. So is that like, when do you see that a lot when people come to work with you? Or are they kind of like, burnt the fuck out, kind of talk about what types of people you work with. 
Yeah, definitely. So a lot of the time, um, people fall into one of two categories. They're e- they're they're always burnt out, but they're either burnt out because they're like, you know what, I'm making six figures or more. I'm doing great in my business. My business is super successful, but I'm finding that I'm dreading my days. I'm like worked to the bone. I like haven't figured out a way to be scalable. And it's like this one person, it's almost like this like chicken and the egg thing where it's like, I don't have the time and the space to take a look at my business and make time and space in my business. So they're just stuck in this place of like, go, go, go 24 seven. It's either I'm working or I'm sleeping or I'm working and I'm not enjoying it anymore because it's associated with this burnt out, overwhelmed feeling. Or the second type of person who I work with is someone who's burnt out because they've been trying and trying and trying and trying and trying to make something work. And they're, they haven't like reached that moment where it's like really like clicked for them yet, where it's really started to feel easy and effortless. And I want to clarify for anyone listening, who's like, okay, but easy and effortless in business. It's like, yes, you will still have business things that are, are to do's on your list, right? I'm not like, thrilled when I sit down and work on my taxes, for instance. Right. But the thing that I do, I have time and space built in, in my own business, for instance, to play with my three-year-old niece, to take an afternoon off, to like go and dedicate to a project outside of work if I need to. I have flexibility. I have the lifestyle that I'm looking for. And I think that's really the best description of it is people generally start their own businesses because they're looking for a specific type of lifestyle and they somehow their business has snowballed and become this thing that has gotten away from them. And they don't know how to kind of take the reins of it once more and make it their own and make really make their business be the business that they had in their mind when they started their business in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple things that popped into my head as you were talking. So one of them being, of course, I'm going to lose my train of thought right now, but this is kind (laughs) of a perfect segue into us talking about human design because knowing your human design can not only help you as a business owner. Yes, it's incredible when you know it as a business owner, but just as a human being living on this planet and having a life knowing your human design can truly transform the way that you think, the way that you show up, how to understand your energy. And so let's just kind of talk about human design a little bit. I know I told you that we, I've done a couple different human design episodes, one being very like low key. The other one, the woman like read my chart. I know that I'm a splenic projector, which was totally mind blowing to me and the way that I show up and the way that I use my energy. It also allowed me to really, it it almost does feel like that. It feels like a deep sigh where I was like, oh my God, yes. Like this, this has just been now kind of like validating. It validates how I've lived my last 32 years of life. So (laughs) where do we even start? Like, what what do, where do we begin? Ooh, I think I'll start out by kind of explaining maybe a little bit of my beginning of my journey with human design Beautiful. and like, like very on track with your podcast. Like when I knew that it was something that I wanted to incorporate with all of my clients and why, and 
I have always been interested in, we'll say the woo side of the world, right? I've always been a self-aware person. I've always, I think when I was 14, I asked my mom if I could go to therapy because I just had feelings that I didn't know how to like deal with. And I, I've always been someone who like has been interested in tarot and astrology. My mom really fostered a lot of that. She had a lot of Oracle cards when I was growing up. She, she's an interesting combination of, she is a biologist by career, but is also like, let me get you some essential oils and crystals. Right. And so she's this beautiful marriage of the Eastern and Western worlds. And so it is, it was one of those things where I grew up with some of this knowledge, but it wasn't until um, 2019 when I actually met someone else who I, we had bonded over like the woo side of the things we had met in a business mastermind ourselves. And she was like, have you heard about human design? And I was like, no, tell me about it. And so she told me about it. And at the first, at the beginning, I was like, huh, okay. I, d- I didn't really understand it. It was looked like this like weird chart with colors and shapes. And I was like, cool, sure. And she's like, oh, it's life changing. I'm like, it doesn't seem like... I want like a personality test, like astrology, where I type in I'm a Gemini and people are just like, the Gemini woman is blah, 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 blah. Right, yeah. And it wasn't until she actually like sat me down and she told me a little bit more about it. And then she herself decided to go to human design school and I took her human design for business course. And it was an interesting it was, it was like an, like the universe definitely had a hand in this conversation of like, what is going to happen for my life? Because they're like, okay, you and this person are going to get along really well. You're going to connect. She's going to, she offered me a steep discount to join this human design for business. I was at a place where I was like, you know, I feel like I'm like kind of stuck in my business. I need something. So I'll take this course so I can understand more. But I was really just taking the course so I could understand about myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking the course because I wanted to implement it in my business, like with my clients even necessarily. I was just like, I don't really understand this. This seems like a really easy way that I can get to know about it. And let me tell you that course changed my life because learning about myself in a different way for anyone who's listening who hasn't really understood human design yet or hasn't delved into it too much the way I describe it is it's a user's manual to how you operate before any conditioning so astrology is a lot of like here are your strengths and your weaknesses of your sign but unless you know like your sun sign your moon sign your rising sign your Mercury, your Venus, all of these things, unless you know how that all goes together, you're not going to get a full picture unless you're looking at the whole thing. And human design is really like a how you operate if you had no shoulds, how you would operate if you were free to be the version of yourself that society, that family, that external pressures never told you you had to show up a specific way. And it basically like unlearning we'll say everything that anyone had ever told me about myself yeah opened the doors up to the most life alignment I've ever had in my entire life the most business alignment I've ever had in my entire life the most relationship alignment I've ever had in my entire life it really like I'll I'll put it this way. Very first lesson is the five different types right so you're a projector I'm a generator 
there's manifester, manifesting generator, and reflector. And sitting down and even learning something as simple for me as if, if I'm lit up by something, I will have the energy to do it forever. (laughs) And if I'm not lit up by it, it is like trying to like draw teeth, right? It is like making me go through the ringer to get up off the couch and do it. And having that teeny, teeny, tiny bit of clarity was enough for me to say, oh, this is why I don't want to go to these social events versus these social events. This is why in my business, it feels so difficult for me to show up in this way rather than this way. This is why when I'm like excited about a project, I can get it done in no time at all. Whereas there are other things that have been on my to-do list that I haven't looked at in a long time. And going through the process of taking this course, which had a lot of focus on embodiment, which is also what I work with with my clients on, is how do we embody this? How do we take a small piece of it and learn how to embody that piece as opposed to like, come get a reading and I'll show you everything at once and you'll forget it in a week. And maybe you'll remember like, oh yeah, I'm a... I'm a projector. That means I get a rest, right? And that's the only thing you really, really remember. Going through, for me, going through this process and then with my clients, how I've really adapted that and taken it on for myself, it's very much this like unlearning of how the world has told you you need to be and the permission to show up the way that you naturally are. Yes. And it's just, oh, it like I can get chills just thinking about the massive changes that have happened in my life or in like my clients' lives or my family and friends' lives because I talk about 24-7. <laughs> I know how that goes. So let's take a uh, like wider lens. And I shared with you that I grew up in an extremely conservative religion growing up where mm-hmm. I was told exactly who I was meant to be, right? Like there was a blueprint for me. It did not look like the human design chart. It just looked like You know, the only reason why you are on this earth is to become a wife and a mother. And like, that's it. There is no other reason for you. And so for the first two decades of my life, I truly was making every single choice so that I would get there. Like I I would, how, what can I do to get myself to just be a wife and a mother? Not just, it's a huge job, right? But yes, that was, that was like the only thing. And then I got married and I had a baby and I felt like that wasn't it. I was like, huh, like I I love this and it's beautiful, but there's more. Like what about all of Chris's wants and needs and desires? And what does Chris dream of? Like this can't just be it. And that in itself was a sin to even think that there was something different, that there was something more because we're taught that like, we, we just need to be grateful for what we have. And I was given, I, I now had this thing that I was told was my only purpose. And I was still not, you know, fully satisfied. And so let's talk to the people who may have come from something that was follow this and you will be this or follow these, maybe not rules, but follow this layout And you will feel or get to this point because essentially you have to read someone's human design chart. So you are giving them something that looks kind of crazy at first. It's like this body Mm -hmm. chart with shapes and colors and symbols. And you're like, what the fuck is this? 
<laughs> and so let's talk to those people who might be like, is this just another thing that I'm going to get? And it's going to be put in front of me. And it's telling me, you know, that I need to be this type of person in order to, you know, be my truest aligned self. Yes. Yes. No, I'm glad that you asked that question. And I think that oh, it is when I look at human design, I look at human design being the freedom to show up the most authentically you with your desires, your dreams, your wants, your dislikes, your likes, your like who you are is who you're meant to be. And so to give you guys a more tangible example of this or to really dive into it in a way that maybe will help make more sense of it, let's just talk about the decision-making authority, right? There's like over a billion different configurations of how your human desire chart might show up. And as someone who like loves personality tests like Myers-Briggs or like, yeah, Enneagram, any of those sorts of things that show you like, oh, okay, so I'm, I think I'm an ENFP. Anyway, doesn't matter. But it's like, so I'm an extrovert and I'm more nurturing and all these sorts of things. Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, Strengths Finders, those are all modalities that tell you how you have survived up to this point. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's some inherent parts of you that come through, right? I am naturally an extrovert, but I, mm-hmm. when I was 12 years old, I was more of an introvert. And that was because of the box I had been put in. That was because of the environment that I was in, the people who I was spending time with, how comfortable I felt, how confident I felt about myself. And those are things that change over time. But when I looked at something like human design that sits down and tells me, this is the way you make decisions, everything, it was almost like that, like, like in a movie where you get a montage of every time that someone's done something that led up to this, like, realization they had like that's almost what it felt like for me where I found out that I have what's called emotional decision-making authority Mm -hmm. which basically means I need to sleep on a decision before I can feel confident moving forward Mm -hmm. there's a lot more that goes into that but this is like the main takeaway right now my entire life I had been told I was indecisive my entire life I was told I could not be relied on to make a decision I had pushed away my decision-making in favor of people who had strong, convicted feelings in the moment. I told myself, well, I don't feel as strongly as they do. So we'll just do what they want to do. Or, well, I'm indecisive. So my decision-making doesn't matter. And the moment that I realized I had emotional decision-making authority, which means I make decisions through my emotions. I feel 100% certain about something or I feel 100% uncertain about something and then it switches. And then I have to go with what I'm leaning toward. When it is time for me to make a decision, I'm not supposed to be 100% certain. I'm only supposed to feel 80% certain and go with which way I'm leaning toward. And when I got that clarity and I really understood how I could make confident decisions every single time, I was like, I have been wasting the last 30 years of my life letting other people make choices for me. Mm -hmm. And it, it explained even the most minute, like, 
relationship conflicts I maybe had with my sister growing up where she'd be like, you are fine with me making the decision the last 10 times. How come the 11th time you blew up? And it's like, well, because I wasn't actually fine the last 10 times. I just didn't know how to make my own decision accurately. So that when I finally was like, oh my gosh, I know how to do this. I was, I was able to get my voice back. I was able to stand up for myself in a different way. I was able to make decisions that were aligned with my end goals, with my desires every single time. And there's something about having that trust in yourself to know, I know exactly the process I go through every single time to make a decision so that I have a 100% success rate in Mm decision-making. You get so much confidence from that. You get so much trust in yourself from that. When you're able to stand up and say like, I know I can make a decision without like any fears coming in, without any lack of trust coming in, without any doubt that it's going to be the most aligned option for me, even if I myself don't understand it, mm-hmm. it's life-changing. Like it really, really is. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful share. And me being a splenic projector, I remember sometimes people saying things like that was sporadic or that was yeah. just like, snap. And it it kind of ties in to the reason that I named this podcast. I fucking knew because I always just fucking know it's just like (laughs) a thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm also obsessed with the podcast. Something was wrong because we all have this gift. We all have an intuition, whether we practice the skill or not, whether we're exercising and getting to learn more about ourselves and how to be closer to ourselves, which is what you're doing through human design and you're helping others. Mm -hmm. But that beautiful gift of being able to follow yourself and how it feels inside of your body, there's nothing like it. There truly is nothing like it. And within within human design, and let's kind of segue into this as like a business owner, right? This can be transformative Mm -hmm. in your business. And I'll just give oh a quick example. And then I want you to, to share a few. So at one point I was asking a close friend who was also a business coach. I asked her just for some tips and she was like, well, you should create an outreach. You should send all of this outreach. And I was like, yeah, that's super easy enough. I'm in PR, so I can totally mm-hmm. do this. I sent out probably 30 emails, nothing, not even mm-hmm. one peep. And I was like, these, some of these you're people not a are manifester. like, Right. And I was like, some of these people are like my friends. Like I, I speak with them. So why wouldn't they even like send a quick reply? Like, nah, girl, like I'm good or whatever. There was nothing. And then when I started digging more into my profile and was like, okay, an invitation. Okay. What does that mean? How can I define that for myself? I was like, well, no shit, no reason why people weren't reply. Like they didn't want to hear that information or they weren't ready for that information. I was just throwing it out there, throwing it on them. And it was just a total transformation for the way that I decided to then show up on how I was talking about the things that I was doing at the time. And the more aligned with myself I got, the more people found me, the more people started asking, like, what are you doing? I'm super interested. I'm attracted to your vibe. I'm attracted to everything you're saying. And I didn't have to do any cold outreach. So let's kind of talk about the different types of designs and even just mm-hmm. giving like one little like okay generators I don't know I don't even know how to describe it yes but just kind of like yes quick tips 
Yes. So I have a couple things before I dive into that, that I want to call out from what you said. Right. Yes. And this is like a perfect example of what we're going to talk about next. Cold calling manifestors only manning manifestor. Look, we call them mansions manifesting generators a little bit, right? You can do a little bit of that, but like, this is a great example of something where even when you were saying beforehand, where you're like, everybody has their intuition. Actually, I don't. I don't have, my spleen is undefined. I do not have access to my intuition. So that was why when everyone's like, just trust your intuition, just trust your intuition. I was like, okay, but what is, what does that even feel like? What does that look like? I don't have access to my intuition or at least not blowing my mind right now. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. Keep talking. So when people are like, I fucking knew I'm like, I didn't, I never knew, Mm. which is why I have to feel my feelings about it. First, I have strong feelings. I, I can trust in my feelings. And so being able to sit there and say like, I like, for instance, I had a rooming situation the last time I had a roommate, really toxic, really terrible, had a bad job. My last nine to five job, really toxic, really terrible. Guess who stayed in those situations for way, 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 way longer than needed because I didn't have an intuition. When we talk about the decision-making authorities, I talk about it in terms of if you've ever heard sleep on it, trust your gut, trust your intuition, talk it out, just take action. Those are actually not different ways that one person can make decisions. It's describing each of the different decisions. So for you, it's trust your intuition. For me, it's sleep on it. For someone who has sacral authority, it's trust your gut, right? And so it's it's one of those things where by learning, hey, Trust your gut has never felt aligned with me. So when people are like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. I'm like, okay, but what if it's both? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, those are the moments where you get so much clarity by being able to under fully understand your chart. And that's also why as a coach, I like, I won't even accept someone as a client if we haven't talked about their decision-making authority because say, right, you trust your intuition but you've been taught to make a pros and cons list and you decide to work with me and you've made this pros and cons list. And you're like, well, the pros are there, but you get this bad feeling. You're like, I've bad taste in my mouth. I'm getting like, ugh, just like a bad feeling about this, but the pros say to do it. So I'm going to go into it. That means that I'm also going to have a bad like experience within that working relationship. Um, So yeah, it's, it's just, there's so many different intricate ways that affects your life and it affects the way that you move forward, affects your relationships, it affects ultimately your contentment, your happiness levels, how easy it is to move through your life. And that's really what my goal is for people is to help every step of it feel easy and effortless, right? Effortless relationships, effortless business or career, effortless like relationship with yourself, so yes, quick tips for each of the different uh, types. Yes. So again, there are five types. Um, I like to talk about the types as if we're talking about a team. I feel like it it helps people understand things a lot more easily. So if you think about you're on like a team for work or you're doing a project, you have the person who created the idea that the team is executing. That person, that innovator, that idea person, they are the manifester. They are here saying, I have this idea that I want to share with you so you can build it, you can create it, you can do all these things. Um, That 
manifester is like they have their strongest strategy is just to inform the people around them of what they're doing. So just say, uh, like if it's in business, I have this idea that I think would be super helpful for the team to execute, right? You can do that whether you're in your own business or whether you're in a nine to five world, you can say, I have this idea, let's move forward. Um, you're just informing people. If you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to sell something, you can just say, I have this thing to purchase. I have this thing to purchase. This is what it includes. I have this thing to purchase. You can cold call. You can say, Hey, 30 people, I'm informing you that I have this thing to purchase because they can initiate, they can start up a conversation. They are initiating the conversation and then informing people of what they're, they have to offer. Um, The next in that team, if we think about it that way, we have the projector. The projector is the project manager. The projector is sitting there saying, I know the most efficient way to use to get this done. I know how we can do this in less time with less energy, with less time being taken. And that is because projectors are meant to only really work about three to four hours a day. You're highly efficient. You can get the same amount of work done but you do it a smaller amount of time because you don't have that innate energy to do. You don't have that sacral generator energy. So this is also why projectors are here to wait for the invitation, because if the leader is informing and they come to you and they say, Hey, I have this thing, let's do it. You just got invited to spend your energy on that. They're just inviting you to do something. It works the best when everyone is just standing in their lane. Right. Mm -hmm. So next we have the generator. The generator is the builder. The generator is the person who's just stepping into the ring to actually build out the thing. The manifester decided what the thing is. The project manager, who's the projector, decided how the thing's being built. The generator's there to actually build it. And that's where we have the manifesting generator, which is a mix of the manifester and a mix of the generator, who's really the express builder. They are the multi-passionate ones. They're the ones who are going to come in and say, okay, I'm going to do steps one through 10 and then take a break and then do step 15 and then step 25 and then come back and do step 11. And then I'm going to do step 20 and then I'm not going to work on it for a week. And then I'm going to rush and get it done in two days. That's just because that's how they work. They're multi-passionate. They're all over the place. If you're a manifesting generator and you work like this, excellent point of where someone gets shit on a lot, right? Yeah. Shit on and shit on for doing this. Like Mm. both things are accurate where it's like, no, you need to work at a steady like pace. I will say the world is built for generators. Mm -hmm. The world is built for people who can just sit down and do something all day long and then move on with their lives and wake up the next day and do it all day long and move on with their lives. Yeah. Um, Generators and manifesting generators are similar to projectors where they don't initiate, but instead of having to wait to be specifically invited to share their talents, they can respond to someone else's inspiration. Mm -hmm. So they could even see that the manifester has this idea and is informing people and they can be like, oh, I would like to work on that project. That sounds good. They can't go out and be like, who has a project for me to work on? But they can see that someone else did something and respond to that. I like to say it's almost like you're acting upon inspiration, whereas a manifester can act upon like a light bulb download moment where they can just say, oh, I had this idea. I'm moving forward. Where generators can be like, that person had idea that sparked my idea and now I'm moving forward. And then finally, we have reflectors who are essentially the world's biggest empaths. 
They have, they're always constantly taking in information from other people. They are always like feeling other people's feelings, but they're also thinking other people's opinions. They're feeling out your inspiration. They can speak for you. They can feel your intuition before you even feel your intuition, right? And so they're really here to come into the project, evaluate the whole team and say, this person needs more help here. That person needs more help there. You will do really well doing this. You'll do really well doing this. Similar to the projector project management, but almost more like an outside observer being able to make things run more smoothly and make sure everyone's voices are being heard and feel things for the people as opposed to more efficiently, right? Yeah. Um, The biggest step for a reflector, you got to wait a month for basically everything. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing that they like struggle with the month. Your decision-making authority is wait a month. Your strategy is to wait a month, right? Your strategy as a projector is to get invited. My strategy as a generator is to respond. A reflector strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. That's just what it is. And it's really because if they are, imagine they are someone who is completely transparent. Like when you think of the charts and all those colors and all the numbers and the symbols and all the things, Mm -hmm. they have no colors. They have no like centers filled in at all. So if they're going to put themselves into the energy of an environment, they really need to have evaluated whether or not they want to be taking in everybody else's energy because they're really like a sponge when it comes to energy and yeah. they can soak all of that up. And if it's in a toxic environment, if it's an environment where they're not welcome, if it's an environment where other people are going to be not aligned with them, they're going to soak all of that negative energy up and hold on to it. And that's just not, not what's, be- what's best for them. And in going through all of that, right. I just like, I don't know, five minutes shoved an hour's worth of information in. But what what really the goal is, is that you can kind of understand now where if we're looking at this from the viewpoint of we want everything to feel more aligned, everything to feel easy, everything to feel effortless, unlike Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or even astrology, where we're like, here's this box, go live in it. We're Mm -hmm. saying, here's this box that you have been living in. Let's break that down and see what's best for you. As a business coach, it's my job to provide ideas and suggestions and guide my clients to making their own decisions, but giving them the information on how to make these decisions to give them permission to operate the way they've always wanted to operate or they naturally operate instead of operating within the like identities that the world have put on them. Mm-hmm. And so it would be really easy for me to go into a business coaching meeting and say, okay, you want to make more money, go do outreach, go do cold calls. Yeah. But if we look at the percentage of people that that's going to work for, it's actually pretty slim. Yeah. Actually sitting down and saying, no, what my goal is, is to find out who are you as an individual? How do you naturally operate? How do you work based off of your own, like on your own without anybody else influencing you? Who are you and how do you work naturally? And how do we utilize that Mm -hmm. to influence everything else you're doing? 
And then I can come in and be like, well, here's a marketing strategy that will work for you in particular. I'll help you build this out. Here's all my strategy and templates and all that kind of stuff. But if we're not starting from that core alignment foundational framework, yeah, you're wasting your time and your energy doing shit that doesn't work because somebody else told you to. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that I'm like, ugh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> I love the way that you explained it. And especially as a team and kind of like roles, mm-hmm. just because our entire life is built on relationships, our yes. personal relationships, our friendships, our work relationships, like professional, not professional. And so it's, it's been fun to look at like the chart of my partner and the charts of my kiddos or even my coworkers. And it really is such a different level of, I'm like, of course I want to say efficient because I'm a projector, but I, oh yeah, such a, I'm like, oh, well, duh, this makes more sense when you understand like how I'm trying to communicate with my generator partner or how like I have a manigen daughter, a generator son and a projector daughter. And so it's really interesting to be able to be like, okay, how do I facilitate their creativity or how do I like invite them to be more creative or to step more into who they are or to give them permission to be like, it's almost parenting is already such a mind fuck because each human being is so different with their own set oh, of yeah. desires and emotions and how they show up. And so it's just like another tool to use, to be able to, to help, to assist, to be more efficient in how you're delivering everything. It just makes just makes sense. Well, and if you think about, I'm so glad you brought up parenting because if you think about like, we're all self-aware people here, I would assume we're talking about intuition. We're talking about, I fucking knew, right? So generally speaking, most of the people here are probably aware that like the way that we're raised affects us for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to be affected by their childhood no matter what. But by saying even you have like a Manny Gen child, a generator child and a projector child, they each will show up differently. Mm-hmm. And if you have a parent who doesn't know that difference and who is saying, I'm a projector, so I'm going to teach all three of you as if you're projectors, which is what happens honestly most often. And that's why there's a lot of disconnect between people and their parents in some ways of like, well, you did it that way. I want to do it this way. The way that you operate with a manifesting generator child is going to be a lot more like letting them be all over the place, letting them like be inspired and go where their passions lie. A generator is like, again, if they're not lit up by what they're doing, which is true for Mangen also, but they're going to not want to do if you're noticing like a generator a manifest generator child is like all i want to do is sit on the couch all I, like i'm feeling like i don't want to do a lot it's normally because they're not doing the things that actually light them up or they've yeah. been doing a lot of shoulds lately where a projector child it's a lot more of like do you need some alone time do you need to go empty out do you need to go take a nap right your projector child might nap well into high school where mm-hmm. the generator, yeah, and manifesting generator kids don't. And what it really allows us to do when we understand human design and we embody it for ourselves and embody it 
like for the people around us is we're allowing people to be who they are instead of trying to make them be who we are. Mm -hmm. And hopefully then we get that in return, right? Like that's what my goal is as a coach is to let my clients be who they are instead of being like, this is how I've become successful. Let me just replicate my like path for you. Yeah. It's kind of like an unpopular business strategy. It is. To be able to look at your clients, listen to them, feel them, truly see them, and then give them a personalized or aligned strategy. And to also ask like, does this feel good to you? Like what feels good to you? I feel like I have tried to show up on my team calls and give a efficient strategy. And I always give like, how does this feel to you? Like in your body, does this bring you joy? When you, when we're talking about these things, does it like make you excited? Does it make you interested? Exactly. And I've had so much pushback, like don't ask clients how they feel. And I'm like, we're all human beings first, first and foremost, every time I'm not going to sit and give a 90 minute strategy call if they're checked out after minute two, because they fucking hate what I'm saying, you know, like I'm like, exactly. Time. I'm not wasting 90 minutes of my time. Sorry. So it makes most sense to me to say, how, what, what, what feels good? What do you want to talk about? What's making sense to you? What is burning you up inside right now? How can I help you right now? And it's just like such an unpopular mainstream business strategy. I love working with conscious entrepreneurs and people who do say like, what is your human design? Or even like in the very first week of being onboarded, they're like, let's talk about love languages. How can I help you? Like, yes. what can? how can I talk to you? How can I make you feel better about the work that you're doing on our team? I'm like, holy shit, I love this. And it's That's just- That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. And it's just bringing more um, realness, rawness, allowing people to truly show up as who they are. And I think for so many years, I love that our generation seems to kind of be breaking those barriers and, and really starting to talk more about the human side of all of us, instead of just being like, well, we're at business or we're at work. We don't talk about anything that isn't work. And we only do it this way. This way has worked for multiple entrepreneurs. So obviously it's going to work for everybody. And it's just such a like old repeated like the, the song you don't fucking want stuck in your head anymore. And right, right. you know what I mean? I'm just like, God, do we yeah. need more people who are more, you know, who are, who are business coaches, who are, who are showing up and, and educating people and, and allowing them to show up as who they are and, and validating to them. Like, you don't like doing it. That's great. Cause actually like, this is where <laughs> you thrive. Like this would, right. How does this feel instead? And it's, oh, I have like so many thoughts. It's also one of those things where it's like, I literally was sitting on my mastermind call today and I was sitting talking with someone who's like, we're talking about website copy. We're talking about working They're They're shifting their positioning in their industry from being a branding designer who works with solopreneurs, small businesses, because that's just who their referral network was, right? Like you, when you first get started, it's really easy to just rely on your referral network to get clients. And so we were shifting her position in her industry to be more of a luxury branding designer working for brick and mortar businesses, think restaurants, jewelry shops, like plant stores, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And product-based businesses. So candle design, spa packaging, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
and we're working on her website and she's sitting there and she goes, oh, I just feel like I just have a block when I sit down to work on my copy. And this is an amazing example of how human design can really affect these things. Cause I pulled up her chart and I was like, that's really interesting to me because you have consistent access to your voice. Like normally if someone's saying, I am feeling a block when it comes to writing my copy, I, this feels really difficult, feels really hard, feels really unaligned. I'm like, it, it would be because they don't have that center defined. They don't have consistent access to their own voice. So of course it's going to feel more difficult. And then I can come in and give them strategy tips, which for anybody listening, if you don't have your uh, throat center defined go work at a coffee shop where you can pick up on other people's energy and you'll flow much more easily when you're in group settings and when you're by yourself. For her, she has consistent access to her throat. So as the coach, that tells me this is not coming from your energy. This is coming from someone has told you you're a bad writer. Someone has told you to keep your mouth shut. You have something in your past that has affected that and that shows up differently. That's more of a mindset block. That's something that like therapy is great for working through, but it also allows me to say, this is where maybe you need a little bit more support in a less of a go do it yourself way. And so this is where she and I are collaborating on her copy instead of me handing it off to her as a, as like homework assignment to go do by herself. And if you think about if I took just human design out of that conversation and I just said, go do it yourself or go sit in a coffee shop and it'll come to you. That's going to be the piece of homework that she puts off. That's Mm going to be the one that we come up to a meeting time after time and time again, and doesn't get done. This is how you get bad results with coaches. This is how like you might join a mastermind or join some sort of a mentorship program and you leave it and you're like, I feel like I didn't get anything at the end. And that's because no one is looking at you and how you operate and the support that you need and how we can show up for you as a human being first, Mm -hmm. because that's what then trickles through everything else. Like when I look at the coaching relationships that I've had with my clients, I've been in business for over five years and the success that people have gotten human design is one of, there are two reasons that I like, or two shifts I should say I made in my business that have significantly changed the results I get from my clients. And human design is one of those two shifts. The other shift, if I'm assuming people will be curious, cause I'd be like, what's the other shift <laughs> um, is like in terms of pricing with coaching. I've noticed that if someone is investing in something and putting something on the line, they're going to be more likely to show up for themselves because of it, even when they're afraid to, or when they're uncomfortable. But that human design part, that piece, it just, uh, it has made all of the difference, even in my clients getting the results. And for anybody who's not sold yet, I talk about this too, in terms of say, I know you're an introvert or an extrovert, right? We'll take human design out of it. We'll put it into terms that are super understandable and accessible to everybody listening for the most part. You know what the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is. If we're talking about marketing as an introvert and marketing as an extrovert, I'm going to have two very, very different conversations with you. Yeah. And to be able to cater that to the person who I'm working with that's major. I love seeing companies who are starting to use human design in there. I've actually gone in and done consults and 
ongoing consulting for companies in terms of human design. People say, hey, here is where this person's energy lies and here's where this person's energy lies. This is why you guys are clashing because you're not communicating or being able to say like for myself as a business owner, I have a podcast editor and a business manager and my podcast editor, I want to be a generator. I want them to be someone who can sit down and go, 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 go and do, 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 do. And the thing that they do best. And I want my business manager, depending on what I need from them to be either a projector or a generator, because either I want them to come in and project manage and make things efficient. And we'll talk systems and strategy and optimizing and operations, or I want them to be a generator who's able to come in and build the systems for me and then hand them off. Mm-hmm. Like it's so strategic to think about human design within any part of your life, whether you are an entrepreneur or not, whether you're in a nine to five, whether we're just talking about parenting or friendships, right? I was able to have a frank conversation with a friend of mine who's a projector to be like, when you give me unsolicited advice, all it does is piss me off. Yeah. (laughs) Like really frank, where instead, if I can invite you to provide feedback on this thing, yeah. I find it really valuable and I, I feel really good about like you being a part of my, like my friendship that wasn't great grammar, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel <laughs> yeah, really yeah. great about our friendship. I feel really good about the feedback that you're giving me. But when you're just coming in saying, here's how you should do things that immediately is going to like, make me like put my yeah, spikes like, out, back right? The fuck off. Yeah, exactly. I want to I say a couple things here. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> just because you're a generator though, and can go, go, go. You have to be doing the thing that you love doing, right? Or else you will get to burnt out. Is it kind of the same like that with a projector? Like, yeah, they're efficient AF, but what if they're working on things that are not exciting? And like, can that also happen for them as well? Where they're like, this does not make me want to be efficient or kind of like lose that. Yes. Yes. It's so it's something that can happen for everyone, right? No matter what type, if you're doing something that feels like a should, it's going to feel hard. They talk about it in terms of it being most important for generators because generator energy is what the whole world works off of. So if I'm a generator and I am doing the thing that I love and I'm lit up and I'm having like even this conversation, right? Like there are three different parts of community in your charts. I have all three of them having conversations with people talking about this kind of stuff. This is what lights me up. I could literally sit on this call for another three hours and just Mm -hmm. riff on human design with you. The thing though, is that that informs the energy that I'm bringing to this conversation that informs the energy that I'm bringing to you. If you and I were sitting here talking about something that was really, really frustrating to me, you would pick up on that frustrating energy and we both would be frustrated on this call. Mm -hmm. Like it is important for generators to light themselves up because their energy is being picked up by manifestors, by projectors and by reflectors and being put back out into the world. Yeah. So if you think about, and this is where we're going to get real woo. If you think about the collective energy of the world around us and how many people are living their lives by shoulds, which is the majority of them, even though in our circles, we feel, I'm like, I feel like more and more people are waking up every day. And I'm like, but it still is the majority of the world are people who are living their lives based off of shoulds that someone else has told them you need to do this. Yeah. 
no wonder our collective world energy is pretty shitty mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis because all of those generators are just fighting themselves to do stuff. Projectors pick up on generator energy and project it back into the world. That is literally why you're called a projector. The manifestors pick up that energy and will build a ball, like a big wall around themselves to protect themselves from it. Reflectors, that energy is just like floats right through them. And like I said, they're like a sponge that sucks all of that up. Mm-hmm. So if we have the generators who are the majority of the people in the world are generators of some type, either generator or mangen, who are doing shit that they don't want to do, everyone around them is feeling it. If you have ever... Like if you are a projector or if you have a projector partner or projector child and that generator's in a bad mood and you're like, all of a sudden my husband got home and now I'm in a shitty mood. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we talk about for generators it being really, really important to light yourself up every single day and to prioritize even when it feels really hard doing things to light yourself up every day. Because if if the whole family is in a bad mood, it might be because of you. Yeah, right. Well, and I want to bring up one more thing before we talk about your mastermind, which I'm so excited yes. to hear about. But you said it a couple of times. And of course, I'm always thinking about this because in Step Into Your Magic, we talk about looking at the stories that we that are constantly on repeat in our heads. And yes. so, you know, when this client came to you and you were like, oh, well, maybe there's a story, right? Somebody else told you, oh, you're not good at it. Or maybe someone when you were six years old was like, you're not a storyteller, right? And then Mm -hmm. you hold it inside of you. And so just having that knowledge and being able to say, okay, let's look at the stories that you might be telling yourself and let's like dig into that and let's rewrite a different story. And so for me, I do have access to my throat. I always call it my throat chakra, but I do have access to my voice, but I do not have consistent energy to my head. And so Mm -hmm. it's really helpful for me if I'm around somebody who does, then I can almost activate and be able to, it's almost like talk therapy for me. The more I talk about it, the more access I have to like, okay, this is what I've been thinking, or this is the story that I've been telling myself. I wasn't able to access it before, but now I can. So it's like, learning who brings that out in me and how to also like Mm -hmm. ask for it. So if I'm communicating with another projector that I have to ask them, right? Like, okay, can I, or I don't know. It's just, I feel like I still have a lot to learn on this, but it truly is so fascinating to me because it's not just helpful for one set of person or like one person or one type of person. Like this is truly helpful and really good information for everybody. And it's also just another tool. And like I I had mentioned earlier, like knowing your love language, that has trans transformed the way that I'm able to communicate as a colleague and as a partner. Like if I'm giving my partner, if I'm doing acts of service and he doesn't feel loved that way, it's like, I just keep hitting right this dead end wall. I'm like, how (laughs) dare you not feel loved by me? And kind of the same thing. Like if he's not giving me words of affirmation, I do not feel loved or seen. And as a projector, Mm -hmm. I truly, 
there is nothing that I love more than when someone is like, I see you or like, wow, Chris, like those words will fill me up for a week, for a month. Oh my gosh. And then like, that means everything to me. And so being able to use these various tools in your life and how you want to use them is so empowering. And I love that you're using the word embodiment because there's a difference between just like kind of like understanding it and then truly Mm -hmm. embodying and being able to say like it's this way to find your voice right and this new way of being able to communicate and to show up and to just truly be everything that you are and so this kind of moves us into your mastermind and Yes. What can people expect if they were to join? Because I do know, at least for me, I used to always think that I was like a one-on-one type of person. I want to get like deep in right away. I can't do group stuff. So let's talk about like the benefits of the group and what to expect. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad that you asked that and made that like point also, because I do one-on-one coaching, but I see the transformation in the mastermind, honestly, as something that is a game changer for people. Because if you think about the way that people learn and the way that people show up, um, being the exact same way that you were saying, like you have access to your throat. You don't have maybe access to your head center, which is inspiration or your Ajna, which is opinions, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're in a group setting, first and foremost, you get access to probably almost all of those centers just by sitting on a call with people. So the mastermind is set up to be a six month long program where we take a maximum of six people. So it's really small so that everybody gets a lot of intimate, dedicated time. You get to know everyone really, really well. I had a client describe it. It's like, it's basically your business, but it's a team. You have a team of people working on your business. We meet once a week. So you have a team of people meeting, like working on your business. It is, it is a game changer for people because what ends up happening is oftentimes you come in and you have a specific goal and maybe that's, I want to nail my marketing. Maybe that's, I want to reposition, right? Like I was saying earlier with my branding client, repositioning within the same, like the same market or industry, but working with new clients And the whole goal is like, we're building your business from the foundation up so that, like I said, it feels easy and effortless to make more money. It feels easy and effortless to get more organized. You feel more confident. You're able to get lit up by what you're doing on a day-to-day basis instead of it feeling like this struggle. And all of that is human design informed. Mm -hmm. Who we like, one of the first things that we work on together is embodying your decision-making authority, because that's going to influence every single other decision you make in your business for the next six months. And if you don't know how to do that confidently, then any strategy I give you is going to be like a, well, is this the right call? We don't really know. Is this going to work? We don't really know. And what I, the reason why I really love the group format is that because we are meeting every Monday morning for six months, People are really, really able to make these really strong ties and cheer each other on and provide feedback. We have someone in this last group who is like, 
oh, hey, I have this template I created for a pricing calculator. Here, I'll send it to you. You can adapt it for yourself. Someone else was saying, oh, I have a referral I can send you for this person. Yeah. They started their own co-working sessions so they can hold each other accountable. And that community part is beautiful. Um, to go into a little bit of the nitty gritty for anybody who's listening, who's like, okay, Katrina, that all sounds great. But like, what does this actually look like? Like I said, it's a six month container for up to six entrepreneurs. And really what we focus on is a, a back and forth between expert education and hot seat coaching. So it's kept really small so that everyone gets a ton of access, but even the experts are picked based off of who shows up in the group and what their particular needs are. So everything is really catered to the individual, like everything we've been talking about. Everything is about who is this human and what information do they need and how can we bring in an expert to workshop with them on this? They're not giving presentations. For instance, this last round, we everybody was working on sales pages. So I brought in someone to sit down for two hours and lay out each of their sales pages with them. So you got to say, you got to walk away with, this is exactly how my sales page is laid out. These are the copy prompts for what I need to write. This is what image goes where. This is where I want to put, I don't know, icons. And here's where the FAQ goes and all that kind of stuff. So the way that I like to describe it to people is it's just a highly, highly personalized, small group that will help you get to where you want to go. 10 times faster than doing it alone and 10 times more fun than doing it alone Mm -hmm. and 10 times easier. Like that feeling of like, I know I have on every single call, a group of people dedicated to helping me solve my business like problems, helping me to workshop this copy, helping me to achieve this goal. Mm -hmm. It's, Honestly, it's my favorite thing that I do because it is just that, that impactful. Mm -hmm. And I can see people who, sure, they walk away with more clients. I've had people who have doubled their income from working with me. I have people who have hired full teams or completely redone their website or all of that kind of stuff. But also generally every single person walks away with a better understanding of themselves, a better embodiment of how to actually show up as themselves, mm-hmm. more confidence to really work through their business and to know that they can take it to the next level. And that's the part that feels really fun to me. Oh, absolutely. And, well, and like I shared at the beginning, I used to think, right, that I was a one-on-one gal. Like that is the only thing. Yeah. But I have been a part of two different communities in the past year that have totally changed my outlook on that. Like there is magic inside of community, people who see oh you, gosh. people who see things that you can't probably because you're so close to it. It's your own thing. And so I, I have totally switched my, um, my look, my outlook on, yes, on masterminds, because I am just like, oh my God, just like you, I've seen women walk away with like deep, meaningful relationships where they're like traveling with someone that they never knew right at the beginning of the, of the course or whatever it is. And I'm just like, wow, like there's truly personal growth and transformation that happens inside of communities, especially when each person is showing up, like knowing what they're getting into. It's different when it's like just a community, um, 
that's not intentional. But when everyone's coming together for this mastermind with that goal and with that, that outlook in mind, like, oh my gosh, yes, the magic that happens. So I absolutely love that you hold space and create this intentional space for, do you have to be an entrepreneur? Like you have to be a business owner. Can you be thinking about starting a business? Like, give me a little That's a great question. You definitely can be thinking about starting a business. I would say the most important thing is what I tell people is I'm like, or maybe I should say, if you are currently thinking about starting a business, mm-hmm. great. Have at the very least your main service nailed down or product, know your business name, those sorts of things. You don't have to be like a, like, like, I'm making X amount of money or that kind of thing. But it's also not really a container where you're going to be figuring out like, what do I want to do sort of Mm. thing. It's, it's more of like a, you want to already know what it is that you want to do. We're just here to make that happen for you. And so, yes, this is an invitation to anyone who is listening to honestly, even if you're just like, this is cool, this is interesting. I just recommend people hop on a call with me. Yeah, The whole point is to find out if this is the right thing for you. If we look Mm -hmm. at this all as like human to human interaction, I am never going to try to sell someone to join it if I don't think that it's the actual like right thing for them to do. Yeah. So if anyone's like, I'm interested, I just invite you to come like hop on a consult call with me. We'll talk through where you're at right now. We'll see if it is a good fit for you. We'll see if it's not, if it's not, there's no, like no harm, no foul, right? Like there's no hard feelings. I want you to have the most aligned life and the most aligned, like day to day and the most aligned business. And if that doesn't mean me, then that's also okay. (laughs) Yes. I love, love, love that. I think that that can be a little bit scary or intimidating when you are a consumer and you're looking to purchase something. And you're, you might be worried that no matter what you look into, that person is just going to try and hard sell you, even if you aren't a good fit. So it really is reassuring to know that like that, that truly is like the, the whole point of, of how you show up in your business anyway, is to like try and bring people that want to be in alignment, people who do want this and need this and would benefit from this. And of course you wouldn't just like enroll them even if they weren't a good fit. Oh, so that's no. like nice, nice. Yeah. Thing, you know? <laughs> um, yes. And yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, I would just rather, again, the maximum amount of people that can join are six people. That doesn't even mean that there's necessarily going to be six people in it because I want it to be six people or less, however many. I want the group to be a group of people who are going to really get a lot out of this and going to have the conversations and going to, like you said, walk away and go on vacation with each other or like two years from now, still meet up for lunch and like talk about business. And that doesn't happen when you try to like jam as many people into a program as possible. It's where you really are opening the doors up to the right amount of people and to the right, the right people themselves. And so, yeah, if people are interested in learning more, yeah, pop into my Instagram DMs, schedule a consult with me. I literally had people last time, we just like sent voice messages back and forth and DMs being like, okay, so what do you think? Um, Doors are open until January 29th. So there's time. 
That was going to be my next question. Okay. Yes. So open <laughs> enrollment till January 29th. I love voice messages, always popping into DMs with voice messages. I love it. It feels way more personal. So I love that you're available. Um, anything else that you want to share? I know that we'll add the links um, to your Insta and your Calendly and whatever else we need to add so that that's available. But any last words or words of advice for anybody who's interested or even just like barely getting into human design? Like what's, I don't know, encouragement? Yes. yes. I would say first and foremost, if you have any questions, regardless of if you're interested in the mastermind or not, my DMs are always, always, always open. My email is always open. I am just that type of person. Where I'm like, just let's just go chat. Like, yeah. I I don't need to sell to you for this to be a worthwhile relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if you ever have any human design questions or any questions, feel free to hop in my DMs. I'll do my best to answer them as much as possible, not knowing your full chart, or you can send me your full chart. That's also okay. Um, but mainly my like last little bit of advice or, um, something to remember for everyone is really the thing that I think is the number one, most important thing to know with human design is you are designed exactly for the life that you want. And there are no mistakes in human design and there are no weaknesses in human design. So if you learn more about human design or if you go into your chart and you're like, oh, I wish that I had this decision-making authority, or I know one that's pretty common is I wish I had my heart center defined because that's where your self-worth lives. There are no mistakes. There are no weaknesses. You are designed for exactly the life that you want. So if you are, if you are making aligned decisions and aligned, taking aligned action, you're going to get to the place that you want no matter what. And so it's like, don't, don't ever, I know that oftentimes like you'll read your astrology or something and it'll be like, here are your strengths and here are your weaknesses or here are your, even Enneagram has like, this is the unaligned, uh, like Enneagram nine or whatever it is. And the fact of the matter is that there are no, there are no weaknesses. There are no mistakes. You were made perfectly for the desires that you as a human being have. And if you have something that your friend doesn't or your partner has something that you wish you have, it's because you don't have the same desires. And that's yeah. that's it. That's it. That's beautiful. That is the perfect way to end this. I absolutely love this. Thanks so much for tuning in to I Fucking Knew. To apply for a complimentary call, Click the link in this episode's description and share with a friend.